Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we are back. We talked uh, quite a bit of Twins baseball this morning, but the appetite for Twins baseball in this community is huge. Uh, we're in downtown Minneapolis. I can see traffic outside our window right now headed towards uh, Target Field. Another sellout today. Joining us right now, the president of the team, Dave St. Peter. Uh, Dave, uh, this, this must be what you visualized back in that early part of the season. We never thought we'd get baseball weather. Well, good morning and happy Father's Day to you guys. Uh, yeah, no, there's no doubt, Dave. Obviously, the team just gotten off to such a tremendous start. And often when we see that, there's a bit of a lag between when it kind of catches up with uh, with fans actually getting out to the park, the weather didn't help that, but you know, the, the market is energized. People are excited about this team. I think they see the, the a path towards continued success, not just in the regular season, but I think we all dream of that success in October. So it's a fun group of guys. And when you have the intersection of a really good team with um, uh, some of the historical aspects of our franchise, i.e. Joe Maurer, um, those are special weekends and it really brings community together, which is really what, at some point what this thing's all about. Uh-huh. Defending world champion, Resics, comes to town Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's his ticket situation on that? Sir? Well, Sid, we're, you know, we have tickets available. That's the reality of it. We've got, a, we've got a lot of tickets available for the Red Sox series the next three days. Uh, tomorrow night's our biggest advance. I'd expect a crowd in the low to mid-30s. But uh, a lot of tickets for Tuesday, a lot of tickets for Wednesday. So if you want to come out and see us play a team that, Hopefully, you know, we're going to find our way into October baseball. I'm confident the Red Sox are going to find their way, and this could be a type of team that we might need to play in October. So a uh, great opportunity to come out and see the defending world champs, and it's going to be a great test for, for, for Rocco Baldelli, our coaches, and our players here to take on the Red Sox the next three days. Dave, I know you can't tell in advance, but with the unbalanced schedule, and we don't see these teams come through as much. I, I've always been surprised the last several years to see how many Red Sox fans there are in the upper Midwest because when they show up, they got jerseys and everything else. Yeah, you know, they've done a wonderful job of, you know, certainly over the course of their franchise history, but particularly mm-hmm. over the course of the last 15 years of really, I think, marketing themselves as, an, as a national brand and Red Sox nation, so to speak. So much like the Cubs or obviously the Yankees have been there for a long time, along with the Dodgers. So, um, you know, I, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot of that, but I'm, I'm confident that our fans will show up in mass as well. It's, uh, you know, what's going on in the ballpark the last couple of nights, really the last month has been uh, reminiscent of 2010 and, and just the amount of energy and really the electricity in the ballpark. It's it's different, and uh, it's one, if you haven't been to a game for a while, I, I would encourage fans to get your tickets because it's going to be this way the rest of the summer. Dave, uh, I think all of us want to congratulate you and the organization on the terrific planning that went into making last night, just the, the great event that it was. It's hard hard to imagine it could have gone any better. Uh, I'd like to ask you a text message that just came in since we've got you on the air. Uh, it said, do you think the Twins will ever have a payroll in the upper half of Major League Baseball? You've got to be sitting almost exactly in the middle right now, aren't you? Yeah, and I, I think the answer to that question is, uh, you know, I'd say over time, yes, I, w- I would hope. You know, I, I think that, you know, we've we've approached that, that, that level in the past. I think we'll approach it in the future. And 
you know, the, the circumstances are such that the, the, the group of players we have here today, um, a lot of those guys over time are going to require us to make incremental decisions and, and investments, frankly, to keep them in twins uniform. So, um, you know, I think we're, we certainly have a vision here to try to keep this group together, try to be smart about it as we go forward. But, um, you know, I can assure you the Polat family is committed to, to, to winning and, uh, you know, we've got work to do yet this year and I think we'll aggressively pursue, uh, improvements to this team here going forward. And uh, if that means taking it on payroll, so be it. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you know, we don't necessarily look at where we rank in payroll, but I think there's a more importantly bigger picture of commitment here to win. And we know that when the windows open, so to speak, we, we have a responsibility to try to do everything we can to put the team in the best possible position to take those strides. How's your ticket sale going for the rest of the season? Much better, Sid, than it was a month ago. You know, we still have a lot of work to do because, you know, we're, we're, you know, we lost a couple thousand season tickets year over year from last year. But what we've seen really the last 30 days is, 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 is really impressive from a fan um, um, perspective. We've, we've sold more single-game tickets in the last 30 days, more group tickets than any, really any point in, in target field history. Of course, we came in here really with a sellout uh, the year before. But, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm encouraged, Sid, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to obviously push north of 2 million in total attendance. I'd like to get to 2-1 to 2-2. Um, coming off of uh, you know, last year, we, we drew just shy of $2 million. I, I, I think that would be a good goal for us. And ultimately, we want to get back to that $2.5 million mark because I think that's where this market should be, particularly with a good baseball team. David, since you started in this business, and uh, obviously Dave and Sid go back before us, but there, there's a lot of things that have changed. But the immediacy of knowing where a team stands because we've got so many ways to access the information, whether our phone beeps or, you know, we, we get on the Internet, whatever. D- does that make it – is it almost a light switch effect so that when your team does do well, you can get fans back much quicker because everybody is so aware now of what goes on all the time? Yeah, you know, I think it works probably both ways, right, Mike, uh, good and bad. But, yeah, there's no doubt that the the, the, the different way we can market the team and, and the way information is – is shared the way our, frankly, the way our games are consumed. Uh, it, it's much, it's much different than what it's been. Uh, all that being said, when you look at just pure traditional following of the team, whether it be ticket sales or, or listenership on radio, I've, I've got to see some numbers there. Our numbers are way up on, on WCCO radio and the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Our television ratings are up 40% year over year. Those are huge numbers. Uh, the, 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 the biggest change in Major League Baseball year over year. So, um, fans are on this thing, and, and there's a lot of new ways to market the team, and a lot of new ways people consume. But a lot of people still listen on the radio and watching on television, and that's uh, you know that's uh, that's fun to watch as well. Dave, we had a text message from somebody uh, who I think is part of the conspiracy theory that uh, all good talent eventually makes its way to one coast or the other, saying, "How can you explain Encarnacion moving?" from Seattle to the Yankees for what looks like a relatively minor, uh, I think, Yankees 16th-rated prospect. Yeah, you know, obviously the Yankees are going to be the Yankees. They're going to try to shore up their, their offense. And they what they've done to this point without some of their core guys is is impressive. Um, and Canacion's a great player. Um, you know, I think for us, I think we, we believe, I think going forward, and I'm not going to suggest that we won't look at position players, but we're certainly going to be probably more focused on pitching. Uh, and I think that's going to be our priority going forward. I'm not sure where Encarnacion is going to play for us. Uh, you know, Killer, you're going to have to sit down Nelson Cruz or hmm. CJ Crone or whomever. So um, I think Rocco and our coaching staff, Derek Felby, Thad Levine, are really happy with where our offense is right now. And I think our focus going forward is going to try to reinforce our pitching staff. Okay, these are the list of players 
who will be free agents at the end of this year. You got a ton of them. There'll be five, five-year guys unless you protect them on, on the forty-man list, and you got a num- number of them. Yeah, we've got a few guys that are going to be heading towards free agency. Certainly, there's a few pitchers: uh, Jake Odorizzi and Kyle Gibson, Michael Pineda. Um, you know, we've got you know uh, Jonathan Scope. Um, we've got options on a couple guys, whether that be C.J. Crone or as an arbitration eligible guy or uh, Nelly Cruz. So, you know, we think that we can keep the core of this team together, but there's no doubt that there will be there will be decisions that will need to be made, and uh, it will be another active off season as we go into the 2020 season. I got the good news sit there is I think our minor league system is certainly by all measures ranked near the top of the league, and you know there's going to be guys knocking on that door to be to make this club in 2020, both position players and pitchers. So I think that's part of the equation, but it's likely we're going to need we're going to have to work hard to retain some of these guys who are free agents and obviously pursue new additions to this club. That's just the nature of the game. You know, the other nature of the game now, Dave, is with analytics and with everything else and the forecast of when guys' career peak. You know, in, in, in college basketball, to make an analogy, we saw it where guys, teams are not afraid. The great ones to get the best freshman they can and take their chances. They're going to go to the NBA draft. I just wonder if Major League Baseball, there's not a little trend to say, hey, we're not afraid to sign guys to one-year deals and, and, and take our chances because the marketplace has changed in terms of how long the contracts are. Yeah, well, that's certainly been, we've seen that, certainly, Mike, the recent trend line relative to free agency. There's a lot more of those one-year deals that are out there. I and mean, frankly, some players have taken them and bet on themselves. Um, you know, we've seen that even this year with, uh, with with some of our guys. So, yeah, we'll we'll see if that continues in the future. Uh, I, I know that uh, the economics of baseball are going to be hotly debated as we get kind of near the end of our, our the current collective bargaining agreement. But in the short term, I think some of those shorter term deals certainly are have proven to be advantageous uh, for, for 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 teams. And um, you know, we'll see if that trend line continues into 2020. Dave, that uh, list I actually gave to Sid were the minor leaguers who are approaching the uh, the period when they would either need to be put on the 40-man or uh, be eligible for Rule 5. I think it's one of the most impressive list of, of players you've had in the last 10 years, last decade, uh, moving into that status. There are obviously some spots you can clear on the on the roster, but while we were talking, I just looked at what's happening in Rochester, and we talked a little bit about this to uh, Thad Levine. Uh, Astadio's hitting 600, Arez 351, Cave 315, Gordon 294, Rosario and Raleigh both 302, and Brent Rooker 274. What's happening in Rochester? Chester's kind of under the radar. They're on a tremendous run. Yeah, they are. The, the offense there has been really, really impressive. And, uh, you, know, um, you know, I think Jeremy Zoll, our, our farm director, probably doesn't get enough credit. Um, you know, he came to us from the Dodgers organization and behind the scenes has just done a remarkable job of, of I think, you know, really working to, to, to shape our player development program. And uh, we're having a good year across the minor leagues. I know we've had some slow starts with some key injuries here and there, but if you look up and down, there's some really good stories at every level. And that's one of the reasons I'm so optimistic going forward is I know we have depth, more depth than we've had, and that'll prove to be valuable, particularly if we're going to the trade deadline, as we might need to give up some of those assets to get something back, but but also for 2020 and beyond. I think we have the opportunity to mesh what's currently here in Minnesota that's going pretty well with maybe a, a group of players that, uh, that, 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 that have special opportunities going forward. And I, I think that's why hopefully 2019 is really the first year of a – period of sustained success. That's the goal. That's the vision. And we're optimistic we can deliver on that. Are you sold out today? We are, Sid. There's probably some ballpark access tickets left, some standing or lonely, and now and then teams return tickets. So 
Um, you could potentially walk up and get a seat, but yeah, we're we're going to be north of thirty eight thousand again today, and, and and technically it's a sellout. Yes, sir. Dave St. Peter, always a pleasure to have you on the Raiders show, and for being on the show today. Tim Murray wants you to come in as as a guest at Murray's. Get the best silver runner's sake in the world. Thank you. All right, guys. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy. Hey, yeah, you too. Same to you, David. Thanks so much. Back with more right after this. Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back for a short segment. We offered uh, a couple of options. One of them is if you have somebody in your mind, call in. Don't wait for a phone segment. If we had the opportunity, we'll work it in. Well, it works out right now. Bob, we're in West St. Paul. We appreciate you doing that. What's your question? Uh, my comment is we haven't heard re- really too much about the baseball this yeah. year in the major leagues. And it's pretty evident that there's a hot, they got a juiced up baseball this year. And I see Major League Baseball purchase Rawlings, who makes the uh, baseballs for the major leagues. And I'm just wondering why you don't hear much about it because evidently something's going on with the baseball. There's a lot of talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that... That's why you go get out and get Encarnacion. Balls are jumping. We want in. Mike, have you held one? Yeah, I had a, uh, yes, I had a chance place, to yeah. hold one. You can hardly find the seams. Uh, I mean, I pitched a little in high school. I mean, those seams, the relationship, if you put a ball from then versus this ball right now, the seams are almost flat against the baseball. And, and try, you know, try, guys, for people that don't know, you're trying to get a grip on the seams to make it spin and do all the work for you. So that's what the game has become right now. But when you, when you saw a statistic that minor leagues, they use the same balls and how yeah. much they jumped to the AAA level in terms of home runs. Yeah, like 40% that told increase. Yeah, 40%. That told you everything you need to know. But then teams are now building their teams. Uh, they're building their rosters around that, too, and their lineups. All right, well, we've got another caller on hold, but we're going to we're due for our break. We said that was a quick segment. We'll take that call when we come back. We've got a lot to talk about, some really good text messages. We'll get to them. Uh, we may have a couple of people call us back, but otherwise, no more callers. So this will be a good time to give us a call, and we will work your calls in with some conversation, some good topics that we barely touched. Uh, last I looked, the USA is ahead of Chile 2 to nothing in, in women's uh, soccer, so I know a lot of interest in, in that, especially in the women's team. So we'll keep track on that and some other things. As we go to break here, you are listening to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. Welcome back to Sports Huddle. Mike, Max, Dave, Mona, Sid Hartman talking all things sports, of course. Happy Father's Day, Brian Lawton, as we break down a little bit more of the Hockey draft coming up, and of course, you were the number one overall pick at one time, and uh, I can't imagine. What, what is this week like for those kids that are going to go high, Brian? Well, it's an exciting week, Mike. There's no doubt about it. it uh, it's not really any correlation to when I was drafted, because nowadays with social media and things, I swear if you're drafted in the third round, you get ten times more attention than uh, we ever did way hmm. back when. It's just everybody knows everything about these kids now. And that's what's really cool about it. And uh, I'm looking forward to being out there. I'm doing the draft for NHL Network on both Friday and Saturday. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great draft. It's much deeper than people think. Brian, is it true that when you were drafted number one, instead of a video, you had a slide? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we couldn't find the eight-track uh, yeah. you know, views of it now, guys. It was a little different. I was actually late to the draft. I, I remember I walked into the draft. It used to just be in one place in Montreal. And uh, I walked in, and I got called right when I was walking in. So it was a short draft for me. 
Brian, the, the Wild obviously know where their pick is, but there's a lot more conversation about whether they'll move some more pieces here. Veteran players, you know, names come up. Spurgeon, Dumba, um, uh, and uh, Jason Zucker probably most prominently mentioned. Do you think they may, as you look at the rosters and the roster construction of them and others, do you think they make some uh, significant moves here this summer? You know, I really think with all the chatter that's out there, Mike, and, you know, I've been doing uh, – the finals, and then we get ready for the draft. But I'm really excited for free agency because, boy, there's a lot of talk out there. There's a lot of pressure this year more than ever. You know, owners are looking around and going, hey, wait a minute. The St. Louis Blues were dead last in January, and they won the Stanley yep. Cup. You know, why can't we get it turned around like that? Why can't we be that group? So pressure is significantly ramped up. And I expect Paul Fenton, with everything that's happened thus far, to be pretty active. Believe it or not, I, I really do. I think the Wild are going to be very active. I think they're going to continue to want to try to shake their roster up. It's clear that they've made decisions. They don't have what it takes to win the Stanley Cup now. They might have thought that a year ago or two. But I think it should be pretty evident to fans that it's a little bit change of course here. And, you know, we're going to see the uh, fruits of, of the labor of Paul Fenton and, and his group and what they've been able to figure out and it's going to be an exciting time how many of six teams that got in the league uh besides st louis have won a stanley cup boy see you're going back on history now the original six how many of them have won a stanley cup do you know that trivia brian what's the question mike he the six teams that came in at the same time Who's oh. the North Stars? Yeah, I see. The, the North Stars, the Blues, when they all that group that right. came in the same time, how many have won a Stanley Cup since they've come into the league? I, I don't know. Brian, would you know the answer to that? The Flyers. Well, yeah, the, the Flyers have won Cups. Obviously, St. Louis came in in 67, I believe. And, you know, when they came into the league back then, it was the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And the Eastern Conference was the original six. And then all the other teams that joined at that time were in the western conference and the st louis blues were actually in their fourth stanley cup final in their history but they lost the first three mike and got swept every time wow. in the finals <laughs> you know that's going way 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 back that's what was so magnificent for the blues and made it even that much more interesting everybody remembers the final game they lost 40 something years ago in the finals because that's when bobby Orr scored his Oh, sure. Uh, flying or, yep. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the St. Louis Blues. <clears throat> they'd been in the finals, but they'd never won. And when I'm watching what's going on down there yesterday, even all throughout the playoffs, uh, it, it's, it's an incredible story for that city. They're just so excited about this win. Zucker's an easy name to mention. Is that because he's the most attractive out there? Or why Why would they be most prone, or at least the scuttlebutt be that he'd be most prone to be moved? Uh, I think that Jason is a guy that <clears throat> can bring back a lot of value. I wouldn't trade him personally, but I'm not the general manager of the Minnesota mm-hmm. Wild. I think that last year was a bit of a down year for him, a little bit of an anomaly. I think he's a better player than that, so it feels like selling a little bit low, maybe, in terms of value. Uh, if they have made the decision that they want to move on from him, uh, sometimes you gotta you got to wait it out. I know, you know, there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say hurry, but I, when you come in as a new general manager, you want to show everybody you've got control 
sure. you've made some decisions, you're going to go in a new direction, uh, and you have to kind of balance out when are the right times to make those moves. But uh, personally, I, w- I wouldn't trade Jason Zucker. I, I just think he's he's a better player than his numbers last year. History shows that. It was a down year for the Wild because of some injuries and other things. And um, I, I like him personally. I know he hasn't really had any success in the playoffs, so it's easy to say we're not going to win a cup with that guy. Um, but, you know, don't don't look too far past the Stanley Cup champion. St. Louis Blues didn't have one player on their team that had ever won a Stanley Cup. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, a lot figure, of guys failed. Uh, how do you figure St. Louis coming up when they're so bad during the season? Uh, for St. Louis, you know, unfortunately, uh, a big part of it, in my opinion, was that they let Mike Yo go, you know, and they changed their coach, Sid, and they brought in Craig Berube, and, and he was able to, I believe, raise the level of accountability a bit. I felt like that really changed the fortunes of the team. Uh, then the second thing is that Jordan Bennington, their wonderful rookie goaltender, didn't really come on board. He, he played a game in December or two, but he really took over as a starting goalie in early January. That was a springboard. Um, but more than anything, uh, the St. Louis Blues, the one thing that I will credit them on is that I have never seen a more selfless team. You know, it's, it's not like the NBA. I interviewed Charles Barkley at the finals the other day, and I said, what's the difference between the basketball players and the hockey players, he said, the hockey players are so selfless, Brian. They play for the betterment of the team. Uh, nobody is, you know, as much a superstar as you are in basketball. The basketball players, Charles said, and this isn't my words, but his words were, they're, uh, a lot of times they're more concerned about their brand than winning. And that's a significant difference. Uh, the St. Louis Blues absolutely did everything they had to do, which at times wasn't very sexy but it was the right thing to do for the betterment of the team, and that's why this was such a great Stanley Cup final, in my opinion. Derek, needs your address. Want to get your murder certificate? So thank you for being on the show. Is no run in town now? He is coming back from Paris on the weekend. Said you guys should get together and have dinner. It's a it's a big time for him and the the sale of one of his companies, Geronimo Wynn. So he's pretty excited. Well, he said she'd go over to Paris maybe and meet him over there because Sid loves the world travel. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Hey, Brian, always a pleasure. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much, guys. All right, that's Brian Lawton. We'll be back with more, including your phone calls. Clancy and Hutchinson's on hold. There's room for others. This is a time to call. We have no more guests scheduled. 651-989-9226. That's 989-9226. And remember, when you call that number, you can either ask to be put on hold to get on the air with your question, or you can leave us a text. So one way or another, we'd be happy to hear from you. During this break, you're listening to Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. Okay, Clancy, you haven't quite set the, the uh, show record for being on hold, but you're you're approaching it. Clancy and Hutchinson, what's on your mind? Whoops. He literally hung up as you said that. No, Clancy. Clancy well, did? He knows Clancy's a patient he can, man. Call he back, Clancy. Call back. He's a patient. He's not, like, he's not like Sid. He's patient. Mike, you, uh, is Hutchinson the only city in which you did not speak last this week? week? Yeah, I was in Alexandria, too, this week. And, and uh, you're talking about the clay shooting, uh, the trap shooting yeah. sport that's emerged. I'm driving up there, and I looked to my left, and I'd heard all about this, and it looked like a village had been built. 
Um, trap shooting has become so popular. Thousands of kids went through and participated this last week, and they've got tents everywhere, and they've got, you know, much like the fishing, uh, the sport of fishing has emerged. You know, you know, David, you appreciate this in the, in the corporate world. I mean, that is a, a marketing, marketer's dream if you can get to people at a young age and, and be around, the, you know, and get them to use your product and, and, and develop that brand loyalty. But that is just taken off. Yeah, who would have thought that the yeah. the scene would look the way as it's changed so much? But there's something for everyone, and that's great. And boys volleyball, we've talked about before. That'll be the next thing. Yeah, that you're absolutely right. Because it's so Sid, popular. you, Sid, go ahead. I want to put in a word for Sharky. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, she, I'm I, totally surprised. Go ahead. I nobody has more tougher hearing problems than I do. But uh, what's that? Sharky ch- turns it around. They're fantastic. Those people out in Eden Prairie can get the job done. Go out there and see those people. They're fantastic. Okay. All right. Uh, USA now leads Chile uh, 3-0. Here's the answer to the question that Sid asked. Uh, The teams, expansion teams that have won the Stanley Cup. This is from David Blaine, a texture. Thanks, Dave. The Kings, the Blues, the Penguins, the Stars, and the Flyers have all now won the Cup. Oh, yeah, so technically the Stars have won. Yeah, the Stars, yeah. No, not the North Minnesota Stars. Minnesota has not had one, no, sure. After they moved, so we're still, uh, I, don't, I don't count that. I count that as a Dallas uh, victory, not a Minnesota. Hey, but, but thank you to the texter on that. Um, another uh, text message, would the, uh, would the Twins uh, part with uh, Sano in order to add to their pitching staff? I think that sometime point they would part with Sano. I don't think they need to part with Sano to add to their pitching staff. If you look at what's happening, the availability, if you use the Encarnacion deal today where the Yankees gave up their 16th or 17th rated prospect, I don't think the Twins are going to have to give up that much. No. Uh-uh. Sano would be the dangler for the ace, you know, if, yep. you, if you got some guy that's signed for this year and next year, given the contract situation, they're starting rotation right now. If there's somebody out there, I think he'd be one. But, boy, you can sure see him. On an October night, when you're not hitting, <laughs> hitting one, you know, yeah. and changing the course of a First playoff. First third, series. yeah. The ball um, over the plate, and he hits it 427 yes. feet. Yeah, that's right. Sid. People would want younger players. I don't think they'd uh, expect to get somebody like Sano or Buxton or somebody like that. They're not going to trade those guys. They'll trade two or three young players. Maybe they have to give up a kid like that. Lewis, if they really want somebody, they they have to give up something. I'm surprised they haven't done anything at this point because that bullpen just absolutely smells. With an episode. You can't count on them under any circumstances. Well, we've got to the end of July uh, to yeah. make a deal. I, yeah, I'm with you on that, Dave. I mean, you could just sit and eventually you're going to get a better deal than you ever imagined because nobody is threatening to take you over in this division. No. Cleveland plays well and they can't make up any ground. In fact, I don't. I think Cleveland's a real long shot for a wild card now. With the oh, way yeah. the East is looking, I, it's it's going to be really tough. You just got to believe Boston's going to get to a level here at some point in time. And you, you know? think the Yankees are going to be any good with that lineup? They're going to be able to put on the field. But uh, you're still going to throw out Price and Sale at some point in time if they're if they're good in, in October. That's going to be your, probably your wild card team. So that's what you're preparing right. for. I got another call here before we take our final break. Let's go to Omar in St. Paul. Good morning, Omar. Yeah, we're still morning, Omar. What's on your mind? Yeah, just barely uh, hitting that bare afternoon. I had a question for you guys and said, do you think that 
what happened in the finals with Toronto winning gives the Wolves hope because it's like the old Lakers days back was a general manager. You got one or two stars who make a mistake and go to the wrong conference. What does Sid think about players going back and forth in the conference? Because I think it makes it harder. Toronto got through an easy East conference. What does he think about that? And what does he think about the Wolves host? Yeah, it's a good question. Let's ask him. Sometimes he can hear me better than the callers. Sid, uh, Omar, the caller wanted to know if there's hope for the Timberwolves in what Toronto did. If if there's maybe a lesson there for the Timberwolves to make a significant move up. I think they'll take the draft choice. They got number 11. I don't think they'll make any. They got problems with the players they got without bringing in somebody who don't cover the salary cap. They got to just hope they can sign Rose, sign people like that, sign uh, uh, Jones. That's what they got problems right now. Yeah, just because you can live without them doesn't mean somebody else wants them, especially at some of the numbers attached to the Timberwolves players. Mike, yeah, what did, you, what, what did you think of the LeBron uh, or the uh, Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers trade? Doesn't that tra- change everything in the West? Anthony Davis? Yeah, he's going to the Lakers. You know, it's official. Where's he going? To the Lakers. Yeah, that's what I think he will go. Yeah, so it he is going morning. there. He is going there. That happened. It but, happened yeah, this yeah. morning. But but what do you, do you think that makes them the? I mean, is it the Lakers and everybody else in the West now, or what? Golden State's not going to have Durant probably next year. I think the Lakers Davis will make them a very good team. They'll get somebody else too. They might. You have, watch point guard. They might have got Thompson, but now he's out for next year. They might have got somebody like that. Have you ever seen an injury? I mean, Clay Thompson's got Ouch. 30 points. Yep. They've got a chance to win the whole thing if they win that game, and he's playing well, and that one knee injury. Well, and well, Durant. And Durant. And, and, and Achilles. I mean, you talk about two really tough injuries. There's no question about it. I agree with Sid, though. I think they're going to be a better team. You think so, too? Maybe even competitive. Yeah, he was pretty, and, and Sid didn't hesitate on that. He was on, on a that. limb there, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break here, guys. Uh, we'll be back right after this to wrap it up. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain all right, we are back, and uh, we uh, we may try this caller thing uh, in the future. If you've got a question during the show, just let us know. Call in instead of having strictly caller segments. If you've got something on your mind, you call. We'll, we'll get your name up on the screen, and we'll do our best to get you in on a timely basis. A lot of times related to who our guests might be, for instance, with the Dave St. Peter. we got a couple of Twins-related questions. Yeah, Sid. Can I ask you about Camden's concert? Oh, What's yeah. This? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, Camden's Concert is the uh, annual event that my wife and I do for Cystic Fibrosis, a fundraiser. Camden is our grandson who's actually in terrific health right now. He's 11 years old. This is our 10th and final year of doing Camden's Concert. It's on July 16th uh, at the Hopkins Center for the Arts. Susie Bogus, great voice. Susie is our entertainer that night. You can go on camdensconcert.com. Uh, one of the, the, the live auction, or the online auction is going to go live in a little less than a month. It's Marty Davis's birthday yesterday. We put on an appeal for auction 
reunited with Mike. Marty said, how can you use these? We have these six seats, the Marty Davis six seats in the front row of the Thompson Reuters uh, oh, good, good. <laughs> Club with valet parking, with the meal, the beverages, all that goes with it for a game uh, that's available. And there's a lot of games available, so that's going to go online a little less than a month. Sid? I want to wish again a happy birthday to Marty Davis and a happy anniversary to his parents. Some great people, and they just have a good time today. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, there's a couple of things uh, in the news. Uh, you, Mike, I asked you, you've never played Pebble Beach. Sid, you, you golfed never many played, years ago. Did you ever get a chance to golf Pebble Beach? Because I'm, I'm sure Chad has golfed Pebble Beach. What's that now? Pebble Beach. It's a real nice uh, golf course in California. I never thought that. You, you didn't have a chance to play. I had a chance to play. Do you remember Don Cassidy of the Twins? One of the all-time great Don, guys over Don there. Don Cassidy worked for the Twins for for years. Just sales, a, yeah. Oh, and sales, marketing, promotion. Had a chance when I was covering the team to play uh, Pebble Beach. Bill Rigney got us onto Pebble Beach. Bill Rigney. And well. we, had, we had caddies, and, you know, I shot like 105 and thought I was playing well. Don Cassidy was even par going into wow. 18 and wanted to beat par and tried to cut a little too much of the corner, and that's what cost him breaking par really? at Pebble Beach. He I was used a to terrific. sit in the press box with Don Cassie for years, oh. and boy, he was fun to sit in business Great with. guy. I want to thank our guests today. Nick Punto, Paul Fenton, Mitch Carver, Thad Levine, Burt Blylevin, P.J. Fleck, Brian Lott, Mike Zimmer, Dave St. Peter. I want to thank you for your calls, your text messages. Happy Father's Day for everybody in our audience to whom that applies. We'll be back here again next week to do it again. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.